This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This is a Dude Studios production. And hey, I'm the Dude. Country Wine and Spirits is San Diego's premier wine and spirits purveyor. They offer unmatched beverage service with competitive pricing and a tradition of upscale service. They provide fine wines, a variety of liquors, spirits, craft and imported beers, imported cigars, and exotic tobacco accessories. Country Wine and Spirits is now available online, and if you use cwspirits.com slash heybartender, you get 5% off your entire order. That's right, 5% off your entire order. Go to cwspirits.com slash heybartender and find your favorite spirit or wine today and get 5% off just by using cwspirits.com slash heybartender. Bartender Podcast. I am your bartender for the evening. You can call me Anthony or you can call me Dude. That really doesn't matter to me as long as uh, you tip me well, pretty much. How's everybody doing this week? Uh, You know, we've been doing a little uh, one-on-one, just you and me talking. Oh, well, mostly me talking because I can't hear what you're saying. Uh, This is a recording. But, uh, you know, uh, I got one more thing that I need to get off my chest. I want to talk about uh, for a little bit. Uh, it was kind of uh, punching the throat to me, but uh, you know, uh, we all go through shit like that in life, and uh, what the important thing is how we get out of it. But first, of course, we have to have tonight's drink special. Tonight's drink special is called the Whiskey Seduction. Uh, the Whiskey Seduction is a recipe from mixologist Corey Cuff of Four Seasons Hotel in St. Louis. Uh, It pairs slightly spicy rye whiskey with the rich, fruity flavors of red wine and black currant liqueur, brightened by a touch of freshly squeezed lime juice. The ingredients go as follows. Two ounces of rye whiskey, three-quarter ounce red wine, such as Pinot Noir, uh, half ounce of black currant liquor, half ounce of uh, fresh lemon juice, and a lemon peel for garnish. How you make this? Step one, in a cocktail shaker, fill with ice, combine rye whiskey, wine, liqueur, and lemon juice. Shake well and strain into an ice-filled rocks glass. Squeeze the lemon peel lightly to release the oils and run around the rim of the glass before adding the cocktail as a garnish. Why did they say step one? There's only one step. Uh, Anyway, I'm reading this off the internet. But, uh, you know, it sounds like a pretty interesting drink. Uh, a mixture of uh, whiskey and red wine, uh, possibly you know, a little on the fruity side with a little bit of a bite. But, uh, hey, if you guys try it, let me know what you thought of it. Uh, I'd love to hear from you guys. It's called the Whiskey Seduction. If Once you try it or have one of your customers try it, 
uh, send me an email, dude at heybartenderpodcast.com. Let me know what you think about it. Uh, remember, if you want to follow me or if you even want to be on the show, all you have to do is message me or email me. Email me at dude at com, Or you can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. All of those are at heybartenderpodcast. Follow me, message me, and, you know, if you want to be a part of the show, you're more than welcome to. All you have to do is have a couple stories about working in the service industry. And, you know, we just have a nice conversation. I love talking to you people. And even if you people just want to say something really quick to me, something that I can play on the podcast, go on to anchor.fm, look for Hey Bartender Podcast. And there on, on my profile, there's a button there that says message. You can leave a voice message that I can probably use if you want me to on the podcast. If you want to ask a question, if you have a statement to make, um, all you have to do is just leave the message there. And you never know, you might get used on an episode of Hey Bartender Podcast. Go to anchor.fm today and leave me a message. Okay, people, um, some of you that do follow me on Instagram, on TikTok, um, you saw a video a few weeks back of me saying if you see any posts on my uh, profile that say anything about making an investment or me doing day trading deals... They are fake. They are a scam. And, uh, okay, I will admit I fell for it. But uh, let's go back a little ways. Um, Back when I was uh, bartending, uh, a guy came in. uh, This was early 2000s. And I wasn't even bartending that night. I was just hanging out at the bar with my friend Shannon, my friend Jim. Uh, We were... Uh, Jim and I were playing Golden Tea. Shannon was behind the bar. And this guy comes in. Don't know him from anybody. He's just a random person. Just comes in and sits down and has a beer. Eventually, uh, Shannon notices that he's got a chain around his neck with a Pearl Jam Tour badge on it. And... Uh, so she starts talking to him all of a sudden when I'm done with my golden tea game, she calls me over because, uh, she knows I love, uh, music production and I love music in general. Okay. I wasn't that huge of a uh, fan of Pearl Jam, but you know, still I like some of their music. And so she calls me over to talk to this guy. And, you know, at first he's acting kind of shy about it. He hides the badge in his pocket and, uh, we start talking to him. And after a while he starts mentioning things like, uh, hey, you want your own backstage passes? All you need, uh, all you need to do is uh, give me seventy-five dollars, and you can have all access to all uh, the Pearl Jam show happening in Portland tomorrow night. We all stood around and talked about it for a little while. I truthfully was a little bit weary about it, but I thought, you know, uh, I guess I was just blinded by the uh, possible fact that I could. Uh, go check out what happens in a live show. Like I said, not a big, huge uh, Pearl Jam fan, but I wanted to go check out the backstage stuff and see what goes on. Uh, but me, Shannon, her, uh, her brother, uh, we all talked about it for a little bit, and we uh, ultimately, all of us decided we want to do it. So we all gave him $75 each, and uh, we all got badges to what we thought was going to be uh, the, uh, a concert to go see Pearl Jam. Well, 
I kept uh, it, it kept making me sick to my stomach. I was just like, what did we just do? So as soon as I got home, I started looking up what backstage passes look like for the Pearl Jam shows. They didn't have one for the current tour. Uh, you know, I Googled it. And, uh, but I was just sitting there looking at them. Well, it could be, maybe, I don't know. But I decided, well, we'll have to see. There were, it was two nights uh, that Pearl Jam was going to be in town. And uh, Shannon's brother and a friend of his were going to go first on the first night. And Shannon and I were going to go on the second night. Uh, I get a call while I'm at my other job. And uh, on the phone, it's Shannon's brother. And he goes, guess where I am? And I say, please say you're inside enjoying a Pearl Jam concert. And he goes, nope, fake as hell. I went, God damn it. And because after, you know, the guy got a few free beers out of us. He, um, uh, he got a ride back to uh, the nearby truck stop from uh, Shannon's brother. And for some reason, we thought uh, we thought it was all on the up and up. But I started sitting back thinking, I should have known. Usually, they put holograms on those things that is so that they're tough to copy. And there was no hologram on those things. And you know that is uh, the art of the scam. The guy made it sound like that he was official. The guy made it sound like that it uh, we actually were going to go get to do something for a price. And, you know, $75 for a backstage pass. I don't know how much backstage passes cost or what they get you. So I just thought, well, what the hell? Well, once we found that out, we all kicked ourselves. We we all sat back and, uh, and were just angry because we let that guy scam us. Uh, but, you know, eventually you get over it. And uh, now it's, well, we haven't talked about it in years but if we brought it up, it would be a uh, a decent laugh right about now. Of course, it was a laugh uh, years ago, but this was back in early 2000, maybe around 2010, somewhere around there. Uh, it was a good laugh. And now, uh, now that it's 2022, now we can easy, easily laugh about it because the money's long gone. We've made our money back. Okay, we're good to go. And the guy will never bother us again. But scams can happen in the bar uh, all the time. And I used to like to think that I was uh, worldly enough where I could spot a scam. You know, just sit back and think, you know, this this person's probably bullshitting. And, uh, you know, so don't pay attention to anything he says. Don't buy anything the, uh, this person says. It's, uh, it's probably a scam. And, you know, we live in 2022 right now. And we live in a huge, hugely scam-ridden life. I mean, ever since uh, everybody just everybody in this world decided that the internet is something they absolutely have to have in their house, because or in their pocket. Hell, Hey Bartender podcast has been accused of being a, a scam more than once. Uh, usually, every time that I've tried to set up some kind of a charity event like uh, I'll put on Facebook or Instagram or something like that to ask asking people to donate to the American Cancer Society or donate to the All With My In My Hands Foundation. I've never been able to uh, make any money because people have accused me of being a scam. 
And I'm sitting there going, well, wait, what are you talking about? Because the link I gave you doesn't go to me. It goes directly to the American Red Cross or uh, Cancer Society, whatever. But, uh, you know, people are very weary about that sort of thing nowadays. And you can't blame them just because uh, everybody in this world gets screwed one way or another. And it happens uh, in the bar quite a bit because, let's face it, most of us people, servers, bartenders, uh, and these so-called mixologists, we're broke. We don't make a lot of money. And, uh, you know, most of us work for minimum wage, at least in America. Uh, most of us work for uh, minimum wage, which is not livable. We have uh, we live off our tips. Some uh, some of the companies in America here actually uh, force their servers and bartenders to pay out percentages of their tips uh, to the rest of the restaurant in order to meet their uh, to meet their payroll and all that stuff. Scams happen everywhere. Bartenders, servers, we're all accused of being a scam artist all the time too. And you know, you got those people that say, "I didn't know it was supposed to cost that much. I didn't put those drinks on on my tab." You're trying to steal money from me, and uh, I can only imagine what the proverbial Karen or uh, Brian or Chad, whatever the male equivalent of Karen is, I haven't figured that out yet, uh, are accusing bartenders and servers because it's been for years and years that bartenders and servers are con artists, scam artists, whatever you want to call them, because uh, you know they just automatically assume that we're thieves. You know, we're ready to steal your check, uh, your paycheck. We're ready to steal your money, credit card, whatever. It's a very, very common misconception about a lot of bartenders. I'm not saying we're all saints uh, by any means, but or even saints all the time. But, um, you know, people just automatically sit back and think that we're desperate. And some of us are because you know, look, look around. These are tough times we're all living in. Gas prices are high again. I mean, last time I saw them this high was probably close to 10 years ago, and which is why I decided to get rid of my SUV, which I loved that thing. But uh, I had to get rid of it because it cost too much um, to drive to work uh, every day and drive home every day. And, you know, cost of living's going up. Uh, you know, I remember houses in the neighborhood that I used to live in when I grew up were moderately priced houses all built in the seventies. But, uh, now, you know, my, my parents, they bought the house for, uh, $36,000, which back in 1974, 75, that was a lot of money. They sold it for around 200,000, which for, uh, 2000, oh, what was it? 2012. That was a lot of money. Now I look at the house I grew up in and it's worth half a million. I'm like, holy crap. Even apartment uh, prices. Uh, there was, I when I first moved out here to Texas, I lived in a shitty one-bedroom, one-bath apartment, and uh, it was $500 a month. And I thought, well, okay, I'll just tough it out here for about a year, make some money at my job, and then I'll, uh, I'll move on to a nicer place. And that's when the housing market, uh, housing market started to creep up a little bit. Uh, the one bedroom, one bath apartment. I think it had actually had to do a lot with supply and demand out here because uh, the oil fields uh, were starting to hire anybody and everybody. So housing was there was a shortage. 
So the apartment complex, after a year of me living there, all of a sudden wanted over $1,000 for a one-bedroom, one-bath crappy apartment. Now, I know some of you uh, probably live in bad apartments and probably pay through the nose. I've heard about the prices in New York for a shoebox, but, uh, you know, this, the, this is my story, okay? After a while, I talked it over with my dad, and I, I was like, this apartment is not worth $1,000. And my dad's like, you can buy a house cheaper than that. Why don't you go and go and look at uh, buying a house? And I thought my credit was too bad. I couldn't. There's nothing I can do about it. But turns out there were some tricks that I could do to make my credit better. Uh, for example, paying off bills that helped out quite a bit, and some bills that were insanely old that uh, creditors were after me. I could just uh, uh, tell them I've never heard of this, and all of a sudden it dropped right off my credit report. It was amazing. But some of the states out here in the great United States. The gas prices are going, you know, five, six, seven dollars a gallon, and uh, it's, you know, there. Uh, when you see gas prices get that high, and all of a sudden, when your favorite peanut butter uh, goes up above, you know, two, two dollars above what the price was, uh, you know, only a month ago, you start to get a little desperate. Desperation kind of sets in a little bit because you're starting to worry. Oh my God, uh, my uh, gas bill just went up. My electricity bill just went up um and you you start to go into a little bit of a panic mode and you start thinking about okay what are other ways that i can uh, make a buck so i can scrape by now uh when i started this podcast i didn't think i was going to make money Uh, i uh, honestly thought this was just going to be me telling stories and eventually turned into uh, me and other people telling stories and it's been a lot of fun this hasn't been a moneymaker for me. It's just something that I do that's fun. You know, that's that should be the reasoning behind all these podcasts. I mean, uh, I've seen a handful of podcasts that uh, have, you know, died after maybe six months, maybe a year, and uh, all because they got tired of doing it. I still haven't gotten tired of doing this, and I've been doing this for three years now, I think. Well, 230-some-odd episodes and I've got people that listen to me, which I thank every single one of you for it. I mean, of course, of course, I'm hoping to make a little bit more money, uh, make some money with this podcast so I can bring you better show. I can travel around and bring more guests onto the show, maybe even uh, do giveaways, better swag, things like that. But, you know, whatever money comes to me is ultimately going to go back into the show. But, um, you know, it, I'm not making any personal money. Uh, on this sort of thing. Uh, it's just something I like to do. And uh, hopefully uh, you guys, your the listeners are enjoying it as much as I love doing it. <laughs> I talk about how I'm not doing this to make money and I'm about to go into an ad. Soda Jerks is the perfect way to enjoy the delicious and nostalgic flavors of a soda fountain in an exciting and unique cocktail. Available in two flavors, orange cream shot and root beer shot. The root beer shot has all the spices and flavors of your classic root beer float with a creamy finish. And the orange cream shot is kind of like a scoop of vanilla ice cream inside your favorite orange soda. Personally, I think it tastes just like an orange dreamsicle. Remember, you used to get those uh, after a baseball game or something like that. Tastes awesome. If you want to buy one or both of those flavors... 
go to cwspirits.com. They are both available. And remember to use coupon code HEYBARTENDER5, all one word, to get 5% off your entire order. Try Soda Jerks from CW Spirits today, and remember to use coupon code HEYBARTENDER5. Hey, bartender. Kind of ironic, don't you think, that I uh, talk about being desperate and needing money, and I do this podcast for fun, and I do an ad? Yeah, um, well, you know, if you're going to try to make money somewhere, you might as well try. But here's the deal, folks. The, the punch in the throat that I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast. Uh, about a month ago now, uh, it's taken me a, a while to get over it. It's taken me a while to calm down about it because I got hit pretty hard. I was screwing around uh, on social media, you know, trying to get your guys' attention, get more people to listen to the podcast. And all of a sudden, I was watching some Instagram stories. Not all of a sudden, I chose to. And I came across a a person that I've had on the show, and, and I noticed that they were talking about uh, doing investments. And I went, really? Now, I, I'm not going to say who the, uh, who the person was. And I thought, well, they're doing investments and stuff like that. They're growing their business. Well, that's, that's pretty cool. And I swear that in one of the pictures, they used, uh, uh, it was a picture of them at their computer doing a thumbs up type of thing and, you know, showing how much money that they've made. And I thought, wow, they're, they invested that much money to uh, uh, make that much money in this short of time. That's amazing. And so I sent them a message and I said, are these investment deals real? Uh, what's what's going on? And they said, oh, yeah, they're totally real. And it's a great thing. I've got this friend. She's a whiz at doing investments. And uh, all, you, all you have to do is go talk to her. And I promise you that if you don't get your money back, I will double your money with my own money. And I, you know, I got sucked in. Honestly, people, I got sucked in bad. Because I thought it was somebody on Instagram that I knew and trusted. And it, uh, so I started talking to the person that they uh, told me to talk to. And they said, all you have to do is invest uh, this much money, which is not amount of money that I want to admit that I actually got suckered into at first. And, uh, and so all you have to do is invest this much money and then uh, within 24 hours we can turn it around for you and you'll have this much money. And I'm oh god, I'm so ashamed of this, but I've got to uh, I've got to get the word out so because all you people that uh, follow Hey Bartender podcast, you might have saw that I did that. I I've deleted all that information that came up on my social media and I don't want the same thing to happen to you guys because it's happening to others. Let me continue. So I get, I hand over the money, which was a little bit more than I was comfortable with handing over. And then they started asking questions. They, uh, they started asking things about my address. They started asking things about, uh, my social medias. They started asking things. And when they started asking for passwords, I decided to fight back and say, you don't need that. 
uh, you don't need that to uh, send me money. And they, uh, they said, oh, yeah, trust us, we do. Because in order to get this, uh, we have to, uh, we need your password in order to do things like that. And this was by the end of the night. And by the end of the night, I started losing faith. And I said, you know what? I'm done. Uh, send me my money back. Because by this time, it was going through text messages back and forth. Uh, it was no longer through a social, social media uh, direct message. And then all of a sudden, I get a phone call from a number I don't recognize. And uh, they answer, uh, uh, I answer it and go, hello. And they said, my name, Mr. Winkler. No, uh, you know, that's my last name, Winkler. No relation to Henry. Um, Mr. Winkler, you have been scammed. We now have control of all of your social medias. We have control of your phone. You, We have control uh, of your accounts. Now, if you want all of that back, you are going to have to pay us $8,000. And I said, I don't have $8,000. And they said, Mr. Winkler, you're obviously a very rich man. And I started laughing in the guy's face. Just, ha, you're, you're talking to the wrong dude here. I am not filthy, stinking rich. But we started going back and forth. He claimed he had control of my social security number. He claimed he had control of my driver's license. And um, things started happening, and uh, which started to scare me. All of a sudden, I didn't have uh, access, password access, to my Instagram account. I went, oh, crap. Then I uh, jumped on to Facebook. I went, oh, crap, again. Didn't have access there. And then all of a sudden, my phone, uh, my Apple phone, my iPhone, said that I need to re-enter the password to uh, my iTunes account or my password to the phone. And they had control of that, too. And um, I then they said, uh, we have all of your passwords right now. And if unless you pay us $8,000, that's all going to disappear. And so I went into full panic mode, and I said, dude, I do not have $8,000. There, there is no way in hell I'm going to give you $8,000 because I do not have that. And I said, let, and then I said let's strike a deal because I, I was in full terror panic mode right at this point. And he said, fine. How about 2000 And I said, how about 500 And he goes, Mr. Winkler, you were insulting me. And I said, that was the intent. Uh, cause you know, he's screwing with my life. And then he started going off telling me who's in control and all that sort of thing. He started giving me instructions on, uh, things to do in order to, uh, uh, in order to satisfy him. Uh, one of them, and I don't mean it and I don't, that's not a euphemism, but, uh, in order to get my passwords and stuff back. And by this time I went, Oh shit, what's going on? He has control of my phone. He has access to Apple Pay. Oh crap. And so I looked at my bank account. Another large amount of money was missing from my bank account. Immediately, I went to work. I uh, shut down everything. I changed the password on my, on my bank account. I called my bank, told him to uh, lock down my account. I And this guy, I... Uh, you know, I kept telling him I was having computer troubles 
and uh, I couldn't in I couldn't give him that kind of money. I couldn't transfer the money into a Bitcoin account or cash cash app or Venmo or anything like that. And because you know there's only so much money I can give you in a day. And he said, "Fine, I'll call you back." I was at work immediately. I was you know shutting down credit cards, shutting down my bank account, shutting down everything. And uh, I was shaking by this point. I was, and this is probably around eight or nine o'clock at night. And I went straight to work and I started uh, changing all the passwords. I managed to get control of my passwords to my emails, my uh, social media accounts. I managed to get uh, all of that back. Took a lot of work because they would change it just as soon as I would change it until I set up two-factor authentication. And uh, I, I, I was, I was up until about four o'clock in the morning because I could not sleep. I was in full panic mode. I had lost more money than I could ever uh, want to lose, you know. Uh, and I, I, I was in full panic mode. What am I going to do? And so the next morning, I call my boss for my day job, and I, well, it, it was morning by this time, well, like four four a.m. I told told him, listen, I'm I've run into some serious trouble right now. I didn't sleep at all last night. I'm not coming in. I'll explain later. And uh, he under uh, he when he woke up, he said uh, understood. And uh, so I went into full panic mode and I started going in, changing passwords, getting passwords back, trying to figure out how to get some of this money back that uh, uh, that these people had taken from me, and. Some of the money I did get back. Some of the transactions were uh, hadn't uh, processed yet that they tried to do to buy uh, uh, bit currency or uh, electric cu- currency. But some of the, the money that they had used to transfer out using a, some kind of cash app, you know, like cash app Venmo or Zealy, um, pretty much the bank told me once that money has been posted, that's available for pickup. It's gone. We cannot uh, retract that payment. And I was crap. And, you know, I was mad about that. And I, I'm, I was like, okay, okay, suck it up. Um, uh, now time to get your, uh, now that you got all your social medias back, you've locked down your bank account, time to get your phone back up and running. And here's something I normally don't mind Apple products. I'm using an Apple product right now talking to you guys. I'm using um, to record this podcast. But all of my Apple uh, Apple things, my iPad, my MacBook Pro, my, um, my iMac, my cell phone are all Apple products. And if you have them all under one uh, iTunes password, they got a hold of my iTunes password and there was nothing I can do. They changed the contact phone number. They changed the email address. <clears throat> so I called Apple and I said, listen, I got hacked. And I need, you know, I need to get access to that stuff uh, back to my all of my peripherals, everything. And they said, well, just change the password. And I said, I can't because I don't, uh, they've changed the email, which I don't have. And they've changed the phone number, which I don't have. And so they're like, oh. Well, sorry, there's nothing we can really 
do for you about that. You got hit pretty hard, and yeah, sorry, there's nothing we can do. This is the first bad public thing that I'm going to say about Apple because you had everything, I had everything underneath that one Apple ID, and every all of my Apple products were almost useless. My, uh, my desktop Apple computer, uh, I was able to change the Apple ID on that easy enough, but anything that was on the Apple ID that had find my iPhone on it uh, or find my whatever were pretty much useless because I, you know, like I was telling them, they said, well, in order to reboot your, uh, reboot your account, you need to turn off uh, the find my iPhone. And I said, well, in order to turn off find my iPhone, I need the password to my uh, iTunes account, which I don't have because somebody else has it. And they said, oh, geez, well, you know, I did this for like three nights, three, four nights straight. And uh, at one point, uh, I had to send in information on all of my uh, all my stuff, my iPad, my phone, my computer, uh, proof of purchase, basically. I went into panic mode about that because I've had these things for a long time, and I don't keep receipts for an insanely amount a long time. I mean, this is an iPhone 12. They're onto the 13 right now, and they're almost out with the 14. And but luckily, luckily, I bought this from Verizon. They still had the information that the uh, the receipt that I bought the phone. Thank God. So I was able to tell Apple that, and I had to hunt down the receipts. Luckily, I bought everything else from Best Buy, and I was able to get the receipts off of that um, off of that, so I could get all my uh, get my all my peripherals back. But the problem with it was I told them, yes, this is my phone. This is my proof. So, uh, you know, what do we do about getting my, uh, getting my stuff back? They said, you're going to have to completely restore your phone and start from scratch. And I said, so if I have to start up my phone and start from scratch, that also means I have to do that with my iPad and my computer. And they said, I'm afraid so. I lost everything off my iPhone. I backed it up as much as I could. Um, I still got, you know, most of my pictures, most of my videos. Um, I, you know, deleted as uh, much as I could while, while I was being scammed about the credit cards and debit cards and all that stuff. But uh, pretty much uh, I was able to save my phone numbers to my computer. But everything else is gone. And by gone, I mean anything that I purchased, music, movies, TV shows, apps, using the old, uh, using the old email address is gone. It doesn't recognize that I bought it anymore, and it is gone into the ether now. And I, I, I had to change my uh, credit card, or I definitely had to change my uh, debit card uh, for, you know, for security reasons, but also, um, I lost subscriptions to uh, like Netflix, Paramount plus, uh, this is, this is not a, uh, ad for any of that stuff, but iTunes, all that stuff. I lost all of it. I can't watch the movies that I downloaded anymore because it doesn't recognize the Apple ID. I can't listen to the songs I downloaded. It is gone. And that also sent me into a spiral. I was like, I've spent all that money, and now it's gone. This guy has stolen so much money from me, and it's gone. Like I told you before, I felt like I got punched in the throat, and hard. 
and not to mention this uh, this scam artist. He also made me feel unsafe in my own home. I mean, uh, I have uh, a security system on my house, so that should be good enough. But still, it leaves that lingering feeling in the back of your head after you've been scammed that hard. This guy continued to call me. And finally, one day, I thought, I'm tired of being bullied. Uh, He's already stolen too much of my life, uh, which is only a small, small factor of my life. minuscule when I think about it now, but he's already stolen too much uh, from me and my life. I'm not talking to him anymore. He doesn't scare me anymore. I'm going to start scaring him. I don't know how to scare him, honestly, but he called me again. And so I I didn't answer the phone. I blocked the number. Then he called me from a different number and I knew it was him. So I answered it and I went, what? And he says, Mr. Winkler, you blocked the old phone number. Why did you do that? And I said, cause I'm fucking tired of talking to you. And hung hung up on him, blocked that phone number. And then he called me from another number. And I blocked that number. And I was like, you could be calling me from Avengers Tower right now. And I will not answer it. Because I no longer trust any number that I see on my phone that is not uh, already in my phone. Yeah, that's right. That's how bad they pissed me off uh, and uh, set me off. If I got a call from the Avengers to, uh, to get to work, I wouldn't answer it. Just because, you know, I, I don't trust the numbers anymore. Or for right now, at least. So, it's all said and done. The money is gone. I just have to accept that. I got all my social medias back. I'm still working on getting my uh, Apple products back. Um, and all the songs, movies, and stuff that I had on my previous profile, they're gone. You know, I just have to sit back and accept that. Um. I started looking, uh, I got back on social media and the profile that I saw was for a guy's business. And so I, I knew that that guy also had his own, uh, for his own personal family photos and stuff like that, his own profile. So I went and found it and realized this guy sent me a message months ago saying that his account, his business account got scammed don't do anything about it. And I got kicked, I, I had to kick myself in the stomach. I had to punch myself in the throat because the warning was right there and I didn't remember it. So I sent him a DM and said, hey man, can I talk to you for a little bit? And he says, what's up? And I said, your old account is putting up a whole bunch of posts about uh, investing and immediately after I hit send on that, he called me. He still had my number. Uh, unfortunately, I lost his. And he called me and we talked for a little while. And he goes, yeah, man, I got scammed a while back. They got control of my social medias. Whatever you do, do not make any investments on it. And I said, I told him the story that I basically just told you guys. And he said, oh, man, I'm so sorry. He gave me a few pointers uh, of trying on trying to get my money back. He gave me a, because um, other people that he, uh, that trusted that social media account also fell into the same, same boat I did. And he, he gave me a few pointers on what to do that other people have done. He, uh, you know, he felt sorry for me there and there's nothing he can do to take down that, uh, profile because he may, he's since made another business profile 
but people are still drawn to that other business profile and it's hurting his business. And I would like nothing more than to try to help him the way, uh, help him get that profile back or delete it. Um, in order to, uh, not kill his business, but he said, he's fine. Now he, uh, business is coming back towards him. People are starting to trust him again. And, you know, he's getting back the way it is. He's checked on me a couple times and I, I really appreciate it. Um, I'm not sure if I should, uh, say who, say who it was. So, um, maybe in an Instagram post a little bit later after this show is posted, I'll, if I'll give him a shout out later. And, uh, but, uh, I haven't talked to him about, you know, actually saying it out loud because I don't want you people to go over to that profile and see what's going on and, you know, whatever, but people, some of his friends lost trust and I, I was distraught about, about the whole thing. I wanted to crawl into a very, very deep, dark hole because I let something like that happen to me. I fell for a scam and, uh, I, I'm still not right, but all of a sudden it was a few days ago, another guy that uh, I know and I trust, all of a sudden he started showing on his profile the same posts about he's making daily investments, he's doing, he's making this much money. And immediately I sent him, well, actually I sent his partner, um, not not partner, partner, but uh, his one of his friends, uh, an email saying, does he know that this happened to his, is he in the middle of a, uh, talking to somebody making investments because he needs to stop right now? And uh, the guy told me, oh, no, that was a long time ago. His uh, his account was hacked. Whatever you do, don't do anything about it. And I said, I already got screwed. And I just wanted to make sure that he was okay. And he goes, oh, yeah, he's fine. Uh, if you uh, if you want to talk to him about it, you know, send it to his other profile. Um, but other than that, uh, there's nothing we can do. So I've seen it on my Instagram from two different profiles. Now three, actually. I saw another profile come up with the same uh, scam. And, uh, you know, talking about, hey, give us this much money and we'll uh, give you a whole bunch more money in return. And uh, and so it's happening all over the place. It Everybody's getting scammed. So the point of this particular show, ladies and gentlemen, is to tell you if you see things like that on Instagram or any of your social medias about investing, it's a scam. Don't do it. This is your bartender speaking. This is the dude. I've already been through it, so you don't have to. In fact, I will give a shout out to the second group, um, Getting Lumped Up podcast. I was on their podcast twice, once to talk about this podcast and another time to talk about the White Album. Both great shows that are available on YouTube right now. Yes, I'm plugging them, but um, get, uh, the Getting Lumped Up podcast, They, uh, I talked to um, Rocco Mike about uh, what had just happened to me, and he was kind enough to offer some money as, you know, as a friendly gesture, and I immediately told him no. Uh, I, I can't take that money from you. Um, thank you so much though. But, uh, but I can't take that money because it's almost feels like I, I got to live out of penance for being stupid, for being greedy. 
and the other host of Getting Lumped Up, uh, Rob Rossi, I sent him a message, and I, uh, once again with him, I would love to try to see if I can get his old uh, account back, but, uh, you know, it's too far gone. He said, don't even worry about it. I've started, I've started over. That's gone. Goodbye. And I, I said, all right, man. And he, they both, you know, were like, oh, sorry that happened to you, but they were uh, generous enough and uh, good enough friends or good friends of the show where they actually offered to uh, help me bail me out a little bit. I greatly appreciate it. You guys, uh, Rocco Mike and Rob Rossi uh, of getting lumped up podcast. Thank you so much for the offer. Uh, you guys are better friends than I deserve. Um, so, uh, you know, I got to give props to those guys. Now I, uh, now me being who I am, uh, for, uh, for some of you people that don't know me that well, I'm very paranoid right now that doing this podcast is going to make you guys think that I'm looking, uh, looking for donations or whatever. Um, that's not what I'm looking for. Uh, I'm creating awareness of these scammers that are out there on social media right now. It's important to me that you guys uh, know this stuff so you can avoid it. Like I said, I've been through it, so you don't have to. Do not fall for any of those scams. If it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. But, uh, you know, like I said, in this uh, economy, the way things are going right now, this is political as I get. In this economy, the way we are right now, we are all getting a little bit desperate for money. And when you're a little bit short on cash and you see opportunities like that come up, you start to entertain them. That's basically what happened to me. Uh, I'm not, uh, truthfully, I'm not as uh, as short on cash as I, um, as I thought I was. I just got greedy. And that's why I decided to go ahead with the scam uh, completely blind. Just thinking, oh, I'm going to uh, get this much money f- uh, from these people. Yeah, I uh, I feel stupid, uh, ashamed, all that. And so, yeah, that's all I'm going to say about that. Just remember, people, if you see uh, if you see one of your people put up uh, one of your friends on Instagram or any of the social media start to put up uh, pictures or stories of you know making investments if you know that person give them a call right away let them know uh that their social media has been hacked and uh if they are in the middle of doing it to the same traction that uh, transaction that i was stupid enough to go through get them to stop immediately because you know it uh it sets you back quite a bit that's the that's the only way i can describe it uh, and you know, my throat's feeling a little bit better after a couple of weeks about thinking uh, of thinking about this. Um, I'm done punishing myself for falling for it. And, uh, hopefully some of you take this all to heart. And if, uh, if you can't get a hold of that friend or, you know, it's a scam or it's the scam that I'm describing to you, report it to the social media and uh, get them to take that off because nobody needs to go through what I've been through or other people have been through, obviously. All right, that's all I'm going to say about that. Uh, Starting next week, we're going to get back into 
the usual scheduled programs. We're going to talk about bar stories. We're going to bring on a couple guests. I got some good ones lined up coming up soon. Uh, remember, if you want to be a part of Hey Bartender Podcast, all you have to do is either email me, dude, at heybartenderpodcast.com, or you can message me on Facebook, Instagram, or TikTok, all of those at Hey Bartender Podcast. I'm even on Twitter, uh, at Hey Bartender PO1. Share, like, subscribe to the podcast, follow me on the social medias, uh, drop me a message, drop me a line, uh, do uh you know i every once in a while i post on social media where uh you can uh the link where you can message me on anchor.fm if you just want if you have a question or if you just want to have uh have a statement that i can use on the show please by all means i want everybody that's in the service industry to participate in hey bartender podcast because this is a lot of fun and i want to keep this going as long as i can also remember to visit cwspirits.com they have a wide selection of spirits on there that you can check out. And remember, if you buy anything on there, remember to use coupon code HEYBARTENDER5 and get 5% off your entire order. That's right, 5%. And uh, big thanks to Laura Hope and the Arctones. Uh, they're my music, uh, my house band for the Hey Bartender podcast. You guys are awesome. Remember to check them out on the streaming services like Apple Music or Spotify, whatever you use. But until next time, ladies and gentlemen, watch out for scammers out there because it can happen to all of us since most of us are living uh, at a bare, uh, you know, shoestring budget. Uh, watch out for that. Don't fall for anything. Like I said, if it uh, looks too good to be true, it probably is. Until the next episode, ladies and gentlemen, I wish you all lots of love, lots of sex, lots of happiness. And remember, don't take any shit from anyone. Good night. I think I need another drink. What do you mean it's let's go? I just got here.